Lord God, we pray that you would show us your grace today. We pray that we would respond to your grace. We ask this for your praise and your glory. Amen. I wonder if you've ever seen the TV programme Come Dine With Me. The format is fairly simple. Uh, Contestants take it in turns to host a dinner party with the other participants secretly scoring their efforts. The person uh, with the most points wins a cash prize of £1,000. But it seems as you watch the programme that the producers work hard uh, to put together the most bizarre combination of guests to make memorable TV moments with a few confrontations along the way. Now I didn't see it this week, but seemingly in one of the episodes, um, one guy got really annoyed with everyone and kicked them out of his house. It was so bad. Our reading today is a bit like an episode of Come Dine With Me. And it might be good if you turn back uh, to the passage. We're told uh, in the very first verse that Jesus has gone to eat in the house of a ruler of the Pharisees and he's being watched carefully. As the dinner party unfolds, we're given glimpses of what life is like in Jesus' kingdom. In the four episodes that Jesus, sorry, that Luke tells us about. So scene one, as people arrive for the dinner party, and in the house, verse two, there's a man with dropsy. This is some sort of abnormal swelling. And Jesus asks the Pharisees and the experts in the law, those people who are very religious, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? Now they don't give an answer. So Jesus heals the man and sends him away. The Pharisees regarded healing to be a work. Something that shouldn't be done on the Sabbath. And yet, as Jesus explains, it's a work of mercy. Look at at verse 5. He says, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? It would be unthinkable to shout down the well, To your child to say, keep paddling, I'll come back tomorrow. You wouldn't do that. You'd get them out straight away, Sabbath or no Sabbath. And in the same way, this healing, this doing good isn't something that should wait. They still have nothing to say. The atmosphere is tense after that first confrontation. But then in scene two, as the guests choose their seats, 
and they make sure that they're in places of honour, right up beside the host, Jesus tells them a parable. Now imagine uh, that you're at a big function. You want to be seen to be there. You want to be noticed by everyone. Uh, You're wearing your best suit, guys, or your your best dress that, you know, cost a lot of money. Um, And so you plunk yourself down at the top table. You've got the best seat in the house. It'll be a night that you'll never forget. The only thing is that someone more important than you has been invited. You're sitting in the Lord Mayor's seat. Or you're where the Queen should be sitting. And so it will indeed be an unforgettable night. As you're taken by the arm from the top table. And put down to the lowest seat. Everyone will notice as you're escorted uh, from the top table. You'll be humiliated. Instead Jesus says to put yourself in the lowest place. The host might then come and promote you to a better seat. You'll be honoured. And Jesus gives the principle in verse 11. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. I wonder have you ever seen that happening before? Someone that puts on a display of self-importance. They brag about their skills. They look down on others. They're full of themselves. But actually as they build themselves up they'll be humiliated and humbled. The story goes that some celebrity or other was in an airport and they were wanting special treatment as they were checking in. Maybe an upgrade to first class. But the check-in assistant wasn't playing ball and the celebrity started with, don't you know who I am? Well, quickly and calmly the assistant lifted the microphone and broadcast to the whole airport, there's a gentleman here at desk number 12 who doesn't know who he is. If someone does, could could they please help him? It's funny to see it in others. It can be painful when it happens to us. But remember that Jesus says that Luke tells us that this is a parable. It's an earthly story about going to dinner, but it's a heavenly meaning. Remember who Jesus is talking to, the Pharisees, the the teachers of the law, the religious people. They were exalting themselves. They thought they deserved the top seats. But Jesus says they will be brought low. And then as we move on to scene three, Jesus turns from the guests to the host. And exposes the motives of his heart. You see in throwing his grand dinner party. He has invited the great and the good. It's the place to be with uh, the celebrities of the day. Now why? Why did he do that? Why did he invite those people? Well it's because they will have dinner parties. And he'll be invited 
uh, to go to them. You'll be repaid. It's all a very pleasant, an endless round of fuzzy fellowship with good food and nice people. But Jesus says when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. There's a challenge there for us. Do we only help those who in turn will help us? Do we only uh, do something because then we'll be able to get a favour back from that person? Or do we use the gifts God has given us to help those who can't help us? Those who are in need, those who really do need the gifts God has given to us. It might be costly. And yet Jesus says there is ample repayment on that day at the resurrection of the just, the resurrection of the righteous. When those who belong to Jesus will rise to life with him. The righteous, not, not because of their own goodness. But because of Jesus. Now you might have noticed uh, up to this point that Jesus has been doing all the talking. The Pharisees had nothing to say when Jesus asked them about healing. They have ventured no opinion on the things that Jesus has been challenging them with uh, ever since then. It's almost as if there's an awkward silence wonder have you ever experienced one of those over dinner when suddenly one of the guests seizes on something that Jesus has just said he says verse 15 blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God one of the promises of the Old Testament one of the, the pictures of the completed kingdom is of the feast the banquet, the, the, the grand dinner. And the man rightly declares that those who will be there and those who will eat in the kingdom will be blessed. But in scene four, Jesus tells a parable about the kingdom, about who will be present, and it's another shocker. As we thought about with the children, the invitations have been sent, the replies received, and when everything is ready, then the servant is sent to tell the guests to come, for everything is now ready. And just at that moment, the invited guests start to drop out. The excuses start, and look at what poor excuses they are, verse 18. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to examine them. Please excuse me. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. Such weak excuses. Would you buy a field? Without having looked at it? Would you buy a tractor or a car without a test driving? Would you suddenly get married 
in a flash. Those who were invited refused to come. They back out at the last moment. Now, now what will happen? The feast is ready. The food has to be eaten. And so the servant is sent out. Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And then when that's done, go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in. That my house may be filled. Those who were expected refused the invite. The most unlikeliest of people were welcomed in. The great and the good, those who exalt themselves, those who think that they're worthy, they're excluded. In fact, they exclude themselves. And those who are no hopers and down and outs, those who are humble, They're welcomed in, they're exalted. As Jesus tells this story, it's a picture of Jesus' ministry. The Jews, those who had been invited through the promises of the Old Testament, those who had historically said yes, well, they refused to come in, they refused to listen to Jesus. And so they excluded themselves. In their place, those who were on the outside, those who were looked down on, they are brought in. That's you and me. We who were outside the promises of God, we who are Gentiles, we are given a place at the table, we are given a share in the heavenly banquet as we hear the good news and respond to it. And yet there's a danger that we respectable church-going people might presume on our place, we might think ourselves worthy and yet By our actions, we rule ourselves out. We think, well, obviously God will welcome me. Heaven would be a much worse place without me there. But by such an attitude, we're refusing the invitation. We're shutting ourselves outside. We're missing out on the joy of the heavenly face. Jesus says that the heavenly feast is for the poor, the crippled, the lame and the blind, those who are spiritually on the outside, for the sinner who recognises their unworthiness, who comes humbly to the Lord Jesus, pleading their sinfulness and trusting in the saving blood of the Lord Jesus. Today we've been looking at an episode of Come Dine with Jesus. This dinner party in Luke 14 was memorable for all sorts of reasons. Jesus shows mercy. Jesus 
It challenges us to be humble. Jesus challenges us on hospitality. And Jesus warns us to not exclude ourselves. And yet through it the invitation is extended to us. To you and to me as we gather here today. Because we too can dine with Jesus. In his heavenly home for all of eternity. The question is, will you hear that invitation? Will you receive it with great joy? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning recognizing that we are poor and guilty and lost. We thank you that in your mercy you come to us. You compel us to come in. May we receive your grace today. And be assured of our place at that heavenly banquet. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.